Who should win the major NFL awards for the 2023 regular season? Well, we're going to offer our picks today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dude, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league. I'm the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, happy award season to you. Yes. Uh, we get ready for the super wild card round. Uh, we are making our picks and trying to do so preemptively so that it is authentic content. Yeah, look, dude, these are regular season awards, and I think sometimes people forget that because they're handed out like, is it the week before the Super Bowl? I'm pretty sure. But this is, nothing matters from this point forward. Nothing matters in these awards. And so those conversations are going to heat up, but we wanted to get out ahead of it. I haven't really seen anyone else putting theirs out there. And um, we get a chance to do that today. And I'm excited to see where you land on these um, because it was fun this morning, really studying and trying to figure out the right answers, at least in terms of how I see it. And uh, we'll, we'll get a chance to reveal that now. And we are doing... Uh, top threes yeah. for each of these, which I think is important notes because we did top threes when we did this back at the beginning of the season and probably not a lot of overlap. You could say that with some level of confidence, but uh, we're going to start with the big kahuna, the MVP award. And uh, unlike a lot of other programming, we have not exhausted every week, probably three hours of programming to talking about the MVP race on a week to week basis, which is the new um scourge of NFL media it seems this year is the new wave is just we're going to relentlessly debate MVP knowing that how fluid that is and you need the full body of work to understand the conversation but that's here we a good, go. good way to trigger fan bases and create engagement Kyle Krabs that's, that's right <laughs> that's what they're doing we'll be authentic for you um all right shall we yeah let's go ahead and we'll do we have top threes mm-hmm. I have a feeling we're Probably consensus with number one. I don't know. Purple. I don't Purple. I don't love my pick, but it's the one that I felt was the right one. Lamar Jackson. I picked Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I did. He's and that is the odds on favorite as well. Just about everywhere you could possibly find it. Lamar is overwhelming favorite right now. But quarterback with the exclamation point that he had at the end of the season mm-hmm. of the team with the best record in the NFL. That's a lot of low-hanging fruit for people to yeah. climb. 15th in passing yards, 11th in passing touchdowns. You're not – It's but here's the deal, right? There's an efficiency component. The, the rushing production does matter. And I think it's, it's a big part of, like, this entire – all right, he went in. Maybe he didn't, he didn't have a game-winning drive this year, Kyle Krabs. 
But what he did go out and do was execute this offense that it was a top five in scoring. They're dynamic. Playmakers in and out, right? Mark Andrews hurt. J.K. Dobbins hurt. You're really relying on a rookie and Zay Flowers. Bateman's not giving him yep. anything. Beckham's weird, right? Some injuries on the offensive line. But from start to finish, this was probably like the best team in the NFL. And so what he did late, two big wins. Of course, uh, like you said, an exclamation point there at the end. I don't love the candidates this year. He felt like the one that deserved it the most. I could poke too many old other holes in the other candidates. I think that's what well, it comes down to. And I, I think that's a good conversation to open up to who we had at two and three. Who'd you have at two and three? I have Dak Prescott at number two, and I have Josh Allen at number three. Okay. I was curious if you were going to have Dak Prescott in yours or not. I had Dak Prescott at two as well, and I thought that might be a hot take. Um, but led the league in touchdown passes. Yeah. Really, like, beyond the statistics, though, I thought when you watched the film of Dak all season long, and maybe not in your game because they scored 10 points, but he was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, operating at a very high level from a quarterbacking perspective, not just always got C.D. Lamb that got 1,700 yards and he threw a bunch of touchdown passes. Their running game kind of stinks. Yeah. It's all Dak offensively. Yep. He makes the whole thing go. So I have no, yeah, he's number two for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had Christian McCaffrey at three, the running back, the oh. running back at 2000 all purpose or 2000 yards from scrimmage, excuse me. And didn't do it in 17 games. He did it in the 16 game block. Did he miss more time than that? No, I think he just missed one game. Just, just missed one game. Yeah. They sat him at the end. Yeah. Um, anytime you're into that stratosphere, I think it's at least worth a shout out. So I had him third. He'll get some, he'll get some love for me later on, but you know how I am about these MVPs. I think yes, it's I'm aware. Award. I'm aware. Sorry, right. I'm just keeping track. Of you're, you're good. I had Josh Allen at three most yards, most touchdowns in the NFL. Thirteen more touchdowns than anyone in the AFC. Obviously, you can poke some holes. Obviously, with the turnovers, his touchdown to turnover ratio is pretty exceptional. But I think there were too many times where he either made it more difficult than it had to be, or put the you know kind of put the Bills in a hole. Certainly some great things that he did do, um, uh, climbing you know the bills out of the hole there, but as much as I wanted to that, put that's him higher, he, I couldn't. That's why he wasn't on for me, because it's like you you dug holes you pulled yourself out of in a lot of cases. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's like there's you get credit for all of the good, but if I'm taking the net, you lose some of the good because you created the good that was needed to get out of the bat, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't have much to rebut there, but two seed in the AFC though. <laughs> pulled pulled it off and uh set the record for rushing touchdowns in a season by a quarterback. Like there's a lot of good here, but maybe more good than was required. Uh coach the year. This was something that I spent a lot of time really thinking about, and I don't know that my pick here is gonna be popular. Um but I have, I have my my pick is John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, I have down right. as the that, coach. That is not going to be popular. Well, if people will hear me out, maybe they can understand why. Uh, yeah. First of all, we always think about the coach of the year as the one who does the most with the least, right? Or has these um, exceeds the expectations for the football team. And I think a lot of people had Baltimore to be a, a good team this year. I had them with a winning record, but I didn't have them making the playoffs. 
And not only did they make the playoffs or the one seed and arguably the best team in football entering the postseason, um, number one in point differential of any team in the NFL with the third hardest strength of schedule, Kyle, they're six and two against playoff teams this year. And uh, between winning and the coaching staff adjustments that he's made and a lot of things I said with Lamar Jackson, you didn't have Mark Andrews, didn't have J.K. Dobbins. I thought that it was the, the best coaching job, and I I certainly understand the other candidates. I have Kevin Stefanski at two. I have D'Amico Ryans at three. But I, this was a dominant football team, and I'm going to reward them from being a dominant football team. Okay. I have D'Amico Ryans at one. Uh, most with the least, that team won how many games the last two years combined? Like, Not many. Five? Yeah. Um, and for them to go to 10 wins, uh, for him to kind of reinvigorate that defense the way that he did and to assemble a staff that included Bobby Slowick and how they onboarded CJ Stroud with where we talked at the beginning of the season, how different the offense was for CJ Stroud. And they found a way to merge those with all the downfield passing, uh, the way that they've pulled out the best of Nico Collins as an example of another player that's, that's ascended. Uh, there, there was just a lot there for a division winner that I don't think a lot of people uh, – our bold bets were they were going to win five and seven games this year. Those were our bold bets for Houston. Mm-hmm. They got the 10. Won the division. Uh, that, that's my pick at one. I also have Kevin Stefanski at two just because of the five-quarterback experience and, and really four-quarterback experience. They voluntarily slapped Flacco for this, the season finale because they clinched the five seed. And then I had Sean McVay, who I know we talked a little bit about yesterday. Double-digit wins for them with all of the youth. Uh, Massive draft class and the two years of UDFAs and rookies and how young that team was. And uh, uh, they go 10 and 7. They get a wild card berth. Uh, so I had Sean McVay third on my list. I, I think I think we got the, the four right guys represented. I knew my pick wouldn't be popular, but 6-2, and two, number one point differential, third artist, strength of schedule. Like... I'm tired of punishing coaches that were amazing, even though you thought they were going to be amazing. It's still hard to go out and do it. Um, and there, what pushed me off of D'Amico Ryans, and I don't, he's, he's not a bad pick. He's probably going to win it. At two wins against playoff teams, Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. They're probably the two worst playoff teams. And so not taking anything away. I'm impressed. I'm more impressed by other people. All right, we got uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year. The Rookie Awards all coming your way, so be sure to stick with us. But the NFL regular season has wrapped up, but folks, the playoffs are here, and there's still plenty of time to get in on the action over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use. And there's a ton of different things that you can bet on, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays and more, including the spreads, the over-unders, all of that. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make that first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. You set us up with Defensive Player of the Year, so let's go to Defensive Player of the Year. I think this is a really... Interesting conversation. Um, A lot of viable names on this board, too. Uh, And they're all the names that you typically associated with at the beginning of the season, with the exception of maybe if you wanted to have Deron Bland in the conversation with him leading the league in interceptions and having all the pick sixes. 
Uh, that is not my pick. However, my pick at one, uh, and you'll probably take some exception to this, is TJ Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, man, I take so much exception that he's also my pick at number one. Okay. I'm sure you'd, you'd still go to bat for Miles Garrett. No, I, and what really made the difference, and, and probably for you as well, is when you look at the forced fumbles, when you look at the fumble recoveries, uh, in addition to the better sack production, um, I, dude, he's, I thought he was the right choice. Um, you watch him play, he's unbelievably dominant. And not that Miles Garrett isn't, and he's awesome too. Like, and that's what the reality is. I don't think there's a clear answer. There's plenty of good options. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's TJ Watt, man. I, eyeball test, the splash plays, it's all there. The the differentiating thing for me was that Cleveland defense is so good. Yeah. And there's a lot of players that help make it good. Whereas if you look at Pittsburgh defensively this year and Hayward spends time on IR and the linebackers are horrible and the secondary is slow as all get up, it was just, I thought TJ Watt making a bigger impact with less around, like Minka Fitzpatrick was hurt for stretches of this season. Pittsburgh's defense did not have as much as Cleveland's, and TJ Watt still did more. Yeah. And that, for me, made it very easy to just kind of say, okay, two of the household best pass rushers in the league, I got to go with TJ Watt here as the pay for defensive player of the year, which would be his second. He won it in 2021 when he tied the sack record. Good for him. He's stacking them up, building the Hall of Fame resume. Uh, 96 and a half career sacks in 104 games. Jeez. Monster. He's what a monster. He's going to have a better career than his brother did. Yeah. So what's interesting is how you sorted out the next two. Um, mm-hmm. Because we talked about it being pretty wide open. And so who'd you have now? I actually had an easier time with three same. than who I had. Same? Same? I put Deron Bland at three. Okay. I thought he was worth an acknowledgement with nine interceptions and five of them going back for touchdowns. Very single-handedly contributed a very heavy amount to Dallas having as impressive of a point differential as they had this season, putting points directly on the board, NFL record for pick sixes. That needed to be recognized for me, so that was third place. I put Max Crosby at two. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna hate it, man. Absolute monster of a player, and you want to talk about not having stuff around you to work with. And <laughs> look, it was supposed to be Chandler Jones. Obviously, Chandler Jones going through personal things. He's spending time away from football, and that's much more important than playing football. But Malcolm Kuntz has turned into a really nice complimentary pass rusher. But who do they have on the D-line? They got Robert Spillane playing the year of his life at linebacker. They ended up claiming Jack Jones off waivers to come in and play immediately and be their best defensive back. Their coach gets fired midway through the season. It just, all of that added up to me for Crosby to still be Max Crosby. Uh and him playing through the injury where his legs swelled up the way that it did, and he still found a way to play. All of that collectively is enough for me to put Max Crosby into. Definition of a transcendent playmaker, right? I love it. Love the pick. I don't have either of the same two players, but I think they're all very deserving. And number two, I do have Miles Garrett. 
as my number two choice. I think the more interesting thing is the player I have at number three, Kyle. I have the non-pro bowler Antoine Winfield mm. Jr. I mean, come, this guy had a crazy good year. 120, how many tackles? 122 tackles, six sacks, six forced fumbles, four Safety fumble recoveries, three interceptions. What are we doing? It's an all-time great safety season. And I like to kind of take that third spot to have a little bit of a flavor, you know, maybe like not going to win it, but a guy that deserves a shout out. Kind And you've done this too. Antoine Winfield deserves some love here. And I mean, division champs kind of, and he was a big part of it. Like those, some of those splash plays were the reason they won some games, man. Antoine Winfield Jr., not a pro bowler, but for me, number three in NFL defensive player of the year voting. Okay. Uh, let's, Turn the page to offensive player of the year. And you said timeout. I bet you we have the same three players. Probably in the same order. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I know you alluded to you were going to give Christian McCaffrey some love. So I'm assuming that's your pick for offensive player of the year. 2,000 yards, 21 touchdowns. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I have Tyree Kill at number two. And then I have Stevie Lamb at number three. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have the exact same players in the exact same order. Um, Tyree Kill. Yeah, this was the easiest one for sure. Uh, Order and everything. Uh, Tyree Kill, unbelievable season, obviously. Would love to see what it looks like without the ankle injury um, because the the pace was just phenomenal. And for as good as Tyree Kill was and all the production there, Low-key C.D. Lamb's like, brother, I had more yards from scrimmage and one less touchdown, right? Like right. a sensational season for him as well. So uh, I I just don't know how it's not those top three. Yeah, and I don't really know how you could argue it in any other order. Yeah, right. Like, What is it? What's the case out there? This was, uh, this I, was very I mean, easy. C.D. statistically was – right on his heels, but he played in 17 games and had 10 more targets than Tyree killed did. And Tyree missed really two games when you consider how early the Tennessee injury happened. And he came back and he like got a little traction, but he, his snap counts were way down and then he missed the entire next game against the jets. So he did it in 15 and a half games. It's right still outpaced. And then McCaffrey that anytime you're in that 2000 yards stratosphere, that's pretty cut and dry. How, you, how do you how do you think Raheem Mostert feels right now? He's like, buddy, I had twenty one touchdowns too, and missed yep. he missed two games. <laughs> yep. So I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know how you reconcile Mostert on this list, but twenty one touchdowns in fifteen. It was fifteen games, right? I mean, insane, insane. All right, uh, we're gonna get to the rookie awards here: offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. By the way, defensive rookie of the year by far the hardest one for me. Mm-hmm. So let's figure that out here in just a moment. Be sure to stick with us, but folks, you got to check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest, most fun, easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. I love the format; it's awesome. It's just you against the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. Here's what you do: you select two or more players, you pick more or less in their projected stats, and you place your entry. That's it. It doesn't take long. You can make an entry in under a minute, and then you, when you win, the withdrawals are super, super quick. Love all these sports, and I love them even more when I have prize picks entries going into a slate of games. And it's not just NFL. You can go to NBA, NHL, college sports. It's all there for you 
to make entries that you really, really love. So go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We'll save the worst for last. Yeah, please. New offensive rookie of the year. Another one that wasn't too hard for me. Uh, I would be surprised if we don't have the same three and the same board. I'm confident in one and two. I don't know. I don't know for sure about three. Okay. So let's take the stroll and start with Houston quarterback, CJ Stroud being the offensive rookie of the year. Yes. (laughs) Was there any consideration to player number two, which is obviously Puka Nakua of the LA Rams because of the records that he set being your choice for the actual award? Of course. Uh, Was it most receptions and yards ever for a rookie receiver? Yeah. We thought about it, but C.J. Stroud is a quarterback, and not just that he was a quarterback that had a good season, right? He's a rookie quarterback that had a great season with just, like you mentioned earlier, just everything's new around him. You know, like, I we liked Nico Collins. I tried really hard to trade for Nico Collins in fantasy going into the season, but, like, did you expect this? Tank Dell and then losing him and still being productive. The running game had to kind of flip upside down when you fit, pit, pivot from Pierce to – the Singletary offensive line was injured all season long, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. The guy went out there and was historic. It's a shame he missed a couple of games there, but for as good as Nakua was, I, I Stroud had too good of a quarterback season for me to not make him the pick. Puka also low-key 12 attempts for uh, 89 yards rushing as well. So to add it all, 1575 yards from scrimmage on 117 touches as a rookie. It's crazy. We're over here celebrating Hill and uh, Hill and uh, Lamb for seventeen hundred yards from scrimmage, and Puka's like, guys, I'm not, I'm not far behind, right? And he <laughs> he has to share share that workload with uh, Cooper Cup, who you know obviously missed some time, but still had sixty receptions for seven hundred and fifty yards almost in twelve games. There's um there is somebody that is commenting a lot on our YouTube videos. I think they had a Puka Nakua take earlier this year where we pushed back on I think he predicted this he said he was going to have like the these records and he got them take a bow spike the ball we predicted that take a bow you will not find a more pro Puka Nakua podcast than this one but we've been on it for that train for like 18 months so if you outdid us with your Puka Nakua fanfare then bravo yeah well so there you go well done we're sorry that we didn't believe you you're smart and we're dumb. <laughs> Number three. Number three, uh, Sam Laporta. Yes. Yes. Sam Laporta, number three. A historic season, man. Third tight end in the history of the NFL with double digit touchdowns, had 10. Dicka with 12, Gronk with 10, Laporta with 10. That's the only three to ever do it. The most catches ever by a rookie tight end with 81, and the fourth most yards ever by a rookie tight end. You got to put him there, right? Yes, you do. I think that was a, a very easy selection for me. I mean, very rarefied air for the position, but not just rarefied air for the position. Uh, very, very, very good overall tight end production in a year in which tight ends stunk across the league. Like all of your Kelsey didn't hit a thousand yards. Feels like the, the perpetual lock of the century is Kelsey gets a thousand yards. And, it's your and, fault. Does everybody know that it's your fault? fault? Because I yeah. drafted him. He was my yeah. my centerpiece of my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> Andrews gets hurt, obviously. 
Kittle's about what George Kittle was, but not what Kittle was a few years ago when he had like the monster numbers. Giants trade for Darren Waller, and that was their big answer to the wide receiver quandary they had, and it didn't turn out well. Like all of the typical names that you associate with being centerpieces felt like they were down this year. And then in stroll Sam Laporta <laughs> and puts up top three tight end numbers across the board for production. He had four, four more touchdowns than any other tight end this season. He had 10, the next highest touchdown yeah. total for a, for a tight end in the league. Not just rookies, was six. Yeah. And Mark Andrews in 10 games. Shout out Hunter Henry, Cole Komet, and Evan Ingram, and David Njoku, who also had six. But oh, yeah. yeah, how could we forget Evan Ingram? Who did he get the all time receptions record in that that game against Tennessee? Or did he come up just short? He had 114 catches. I don't know if that's the record or not, but they just. I think I mean, that. I think that was short. Targets. But but didn't get a thousand yards. <laughs> right, 8.4 yards per catch. Yeah. All right. Let's so. Go to defense. Okay. Uh, I feel really good about who I have at three and two, but it's kind. It feels kind of like the um, MVP award for me. You just wish somebody had a little extra edge on their resume to like make you feel mm-hmm. like yes, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. I ultimately ended up settling on Will Anderson, it's defensive rookie of the year. Uh, 15 games played with through a high ankle sprain at the end of the year, still managed to finish with seven sacks, had uh, four sacks in his last four games uh, played late in the year. I think that late game push certainly or late season push certainly uh, put him into this stratosphere where he he finishes with uh, seven sacks, 10 tackles for loss, 13 starts, 22 quarterback hits. Uh, good, Very good production for a first overall pick. Uh, who you felt maybe would need a little bit of time to reacclimate to a different style role versus how uniquely Alabama played. I I have Will Anderson as well as my pick for number one. Um, You mentioned playing through the injury, the late season surge. I think he's deserving. Um, It's not super clear to me, but I felt the best about him. And I thought number two for me was Kobe Turner. That's also who I have, yes. He really picked it up down the stretch. Um, he had nine sacks as a third-round pick. Um, really good. I, I mean, you, you you could probably make a case for him to be the pick if you want to, but I, I went with Anderson. Yeah, I went with Anderson as well, but Colby Turner, obviously you're you're living in a world where you're playing on the same line as Aaron Donald. I think that kind of changes the picture versus Will Anderson coming in and and being the centerpiece of that group. I know they have some vets, but really it was, you know, kind of Will coming in, the man had to be the man right away versus Colby, really opportunistic player who has a lot of athletic gifts that you feel is going to translate really well to him and this is going to be sustainable for him. So I had him at two as well. Then I had Devin Witherspoon at three. Same. And, uh, I don't know that the the stats tell the whole picture there, uh, but he was a player who impacted Detroit's defense in a lot of different ways. Um, and I like I liked his performance all season long, or C- Seattle's defense in all different ways. Sorry, 
So what is the hot name that we don't have? Either one of us is Jalen Carter and people are going to be mad about that. But like, I am punishing Jalen Carter for everything that happened with that, that Eagles defense in terms of this award. And like, it had no business being so bad against the run and like too much talent, too many good players, too many vets. And so, yeah, I faded Jalen Carter. I thought he was the best player in the draft. He was really good this year. He met my expectations, but like, you can't, you guys, they can't collapse like that. And then even when they did have their streak, we kept on saying, like, they're not, they're not really playing well, but they keep winning. And then that all caught up with them. He also only played more than 50% of the snaps once in the final five games of the season. Not great. And that was the, the loss to the giants when they lost by 17 points. So he starts early the first month. He's rotational and he kicks up to 70% against the Rams. Uh, then a couple of quiet games against Miami and Washington from a, a snaps percentage, less than 20 snaps in both of those games. And then 51, 43, 76 from a snap count percentage. You say, okay, he, here we go. He's, he's going to jump. And then he dipped right back down and was taking a, around 30 snaps per game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I also faded Jalen Carter. So we can get yelled at together. There. All right. That is, is our picks for all of the awards. Uh, we did not do comeback player of the year. That's just such an ambiguous award. Uh, we felt like if you leave it open to interpretation to 10 people, they're going to interpret it 10 different ways. Which is how it is. It really is. Exactly how it is. Yeah. So we said, you know, let's avoid the openness of interpretation to that award. Let's Let's focus on the tangible ones, which is what we did. We hope you enjoyed. Let us know who you disagree with vehemently. We look forward to hearing from you. In the comments on the show, I'm Kyle Krabs. He is Joe Marino. We are locked on NFL Scouting. Get us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, We are out of here. Peace.